Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within. I am Enrique, your host, and today I have with me Naomi Garrick out of Jamaica, and I'm so happy to be in the islands again. I'm from the Caribbean myself. I'm from Puerto Rico, and it's just so nice to have a fellow islander with me on the show. But today we're going to be speaking about leadership and personal branding, which is one of my favorites. But uh, before we get into it, Naomi, why don't you just take a little while and tell us about you and what you're doing? Okay, so hi, Enrique. Thank you so much for having me. I actually don't get to go on a lot of podcasts with Caribbean nationals. So this is exciting, even though I know Puerto Rico is a part of the U.S., but it's still in the Caribbean, right? Um, So I'm really excited to be here um, to share stuff about personal branding. It's such a relevant topic. Um, but as you said, before I get into that, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So, of course, my name is Naomi Garrick. I'm a personal branding coach, and I'm also known as the PR chick. I am also the founder of Garrick Communications, which is a boutique PR agency here in Kingston, Jamaica. And through that agency, I mean, we've actually had the agency for almost 12 years. And through that agency, um, we really help individuals um, brands and companies to be seen, heard, and experienced by their ideal audience. And we do that by really leveraging media relations and creative storytelling, especially now more so in the digital space, so that we have access to the relevant audiences that we're trying to reach, utilizing the different platforms. But what's interesting is I got into this personal branding journey maybe about three years ago. And like many entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurship is really a roller coaster of feelings and emotions. And I was in that place where I wasn't really sure if I wanted to continue with being a public relations consultant. I've been doing it for at that time, maybe about um, nine years, but I wanted more fulfillment through my everyday life. And I was trying to figure out how to do that with the different experiences that I have. I don't have formal education in PR, even though I have my own PR company. It has always been through my own personal journey, through different experiences, through my education, through my relationships with people and how I engage in different spaces. And so I actually started participating in a lot of different leadership programs and workshops to really kind of get my mojo back in this space. And in one of our sessions, our coach had recommended that we try to do something with our talents and our experiences that we could create some kind of nocturnal revenue. So of course that's money in your sleep. And she said, the easiest way would be to write a book that gives you some kind of authority in your space. You put the effort in one time and then you let it do its work. And so I decided to write about my experience. And I realized that that was actually personal branding because I really believe that through my agency, I got to where I am now because of relationships. It had a lot to do with relationships, of course, results, but relationships and the different experiences that I had through other careers that I was a part of that led me to this place as becoming an expert in PR. 
And so I wanted to share that journey and share steps on how you could use your personal brand to be an expert or thought leader. And through that, I created a workbook called A PR Chick's Guide, Eight Steps to Building Your Personal Brand. Three years later, I'm the personal branding coach in Jamaica. I have conducted so many workshops for individuals and corporations about the importance of building your personal brand. I've spoken internationally, locally. I've created two more workbooks, online courses, and I really get fulfillment in my role as a personal branding coach. And really what I do is I help individuals um, or executives or entrepreneurs to stand out as the expert or thought leader in their industry by really learning how to understand what that unique value is that they have. What's the unique problem they solve and who do they solve it for, for? And I do that by helping them to get clarity, understanding the value, and then how to communicate it effectively to their ideal audience. And so it's really about positioning, packaging, and promoting their personal brand, especially now in this digital space. That is a wonderful story. And, and you know, don't mind me if I'm a little biased when you say the PR chick, because, you know, Puerto Rico, but <laughs> I know you're Jamaican. I love I that, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned two things that just stood out immediately. And, and when you was talking about media, and you said storytelling, yes. you know, those are two aspects of leadership that are seldom, you know, tapped into. Uh, a lot of folks Absolutely. try to shy for the media, the limelight, you know, and all of that that will highlight you apart from being behind, you know, four walls kind of. Uh, but the storytelling piece is where I believe in your in your personal story was where you were able to capitalize and everybody loves a great story. When it comes to leadership, it, you seldom hear leaders talk about their story. So when it comes to personal branding, uh, let's discuss a little what it really is, because some people may sure. think of it as something different. And, and there are different uh, forms of branding, uh, but personal obviously is one uh, that you will uh Un undoubtedly have uh, expertise in. So what is it exactly? Sure. And actually, before I answer that question, Enrique, I want to touch on what you just said. The storytelling aspect of our leaders are so critical now more than ever. And we realize it more and more as this generation that's coming up that has so much access to information, they're so more in touch with their core values and the things that are important to them and culture. And so even as they're making decisions with companies that they want to work for, they're looking to what's the story behind the leader or who's at the top of the company or the leadership team. I want to make sure that it's aligned with my values. I want to make sure this is a company that cares about the things that I care about, or it's someone that I can learn from because of their own experience. So that becomes a lot more important as we're looking for opportunities. We want to know the story because at the end of the day, it's a human connection, right? I think it's Tony Robbins that said something like, people are not in the business of buying goods and services. They're in the business of feelings, connection, and emotions. And that's so relevant more and more now. And so that is one of the reasons why personal branding has become so much more important and relevant. And 
The thing is, personal branding is not a new thing. It may feel like this new buzzword that we're all using now, but it's simply your reputation. And that already tells you that you already have a personal brand in case you didn't realize. People still think that personal brands are reserved for influencers and socialites and celebrities and CEOs and people that are already in the spotlight. But we all have a personal brand already because it's a couple of different things. It's how we see ourselves, but a lot of times we may not be projecting that to the rest of the world, how we think the world sees us. So then your personal brand also becomes, what do people say about you? Jeff Bezos says it best when he says, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And then your personal brand is also, what do you want to be known for, right? What do you want people to remember about you? How do you want people to feel? You know, what's the emotion you want to create when people see your face, they hear your voice, they read something that you wrote, or they meet you online or in person. And then more importantly, your personal brand has become what Google has to say about you. Because now as we're living in this digital world and because of the pandemic, everyone is online. The internet has become the great equalizer for individuals across the globe because everyone has the same opportunities to be showing up online, utilizing these amazing social media platforms for free in order to really connect and showcase their value and expertise. And a lot of people are making decisions about whether to engage with you as an individual or your business or your products or services um, just based on what they're seeing or not seeing online. And so that's why I think personal branding has just become so much more important in this day and age because the world now has access to your brand by just simply doing a search online. That, that brings into perspective a lot of things in terms of leaders, because as you was talking, I always try to visualize the, the feet, you know, the, the shoes that a leader is standing in at the time. And I once said, uh, you know, in talking about leadership, you don't want to be that leader that's in the mouth of a family at their dinner table unless it's a good thing, because most of the time you're talking about things that <laughs> didn't go so well in the day. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're talking about a leader, it, it typically is not a good conversation unless it's actually worthy of saying, Hey, this person did a nice thing for me today. But you know, leaders, if, if you're listening and I love to keep this into, into an individual thing, if you're listening and you think you don't have a reputation, which I, I love that you said that, Naomi. Uh, reputation has been something we've always talked about, uh, but folks think that it doesn't speak for them when they're not around, and that's really where it actually counts. If you think you don't have one, you do, because I've spent many a times at my dinner table <laughs> talking about <laughs> leaders. That really, you know, that that either made my day hard or or were abusing their authority and stuff. So great point, Naomi. And I and I know I hope that the leaders are listening because they already got a chunk of information on that one. So yeah, and I actually have a great um, activity for the leaders that are listening that you could do really easy to almost do like your own little brand audit, right? And it's something that I usually recommend to my coaching clients where 
just write down, especially since we're talking about leadership, write down five words that you think people would associate with you as a leader. And then ask at least 10 different people and not just people that you're friends with, you know, ask the security guard at your company, ask the receptionist, you know, ask your colleagues, but ask a range of people that interact with you on a day-to-day basis to give you five words that they would use to describe you. And it will be interesting to see what comes back. You'll see if similar words that you used for yourself came back or some more amazing words came up or some words that you actually didn't really like and you'd like to change that because if we don't know then we can't really correct it right and if we hear some great words as it relates to our leadership and we want to hear more people using those words then now we know what we need to do to kind of close that gap and so that's always just a great check-in to see you know what do people actually think about me especially in my role as a leader because as you said how you treat people is truly a reflection of your personal and professional brand as well. And so you want to ensure that it's not just the people that are on your level that think you're this great, awesome person, but it's everyone else that you interact with on a day-to-day basis because you don't know who they're speaking to, as you said, whether at the dinner table or at the bar or in a conversation about you and how far and how wide that will travel as well. So let's hope that it's all great things, you know? Let's hope that you're delighting through your interactions with individuals and not disappointing. I love, I absolutely love that exercise. That's uh, similar to a 360 that I kind of encourage leaders to incorporate in their process of evaluating their leaders and companies. But that's a simple way of getting instant feedback and yeah, some of those words may hurt, but but it's good to know, right? It's good to know, and it's and it's a way of of improving yourself immediately. So I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. Um, when when it comes to personal branding, leaders don't really think about this at all, uh, typically because they're so involved in their position, uh, and because Frank, just to be frank. If you're there, you don't have to really compete for anything else. You're you're at the spot. And so they become comfortable. What should leaders be thinking about in terms of personal branding that could really hurt them if they're not focused on these, you know, couple of steps? Sure. So the thing is, um, you always want to start with just getting at clarity first on who you are. I think we kind of skip over that part and we get straight into that value that we offer and what makes us different. But it all starts with the doing a lot of introspection on self first, you know, really looking at, you know, what's your why and what's important to you and what are your core values and, you know, things like what's your, what's your driving force? Because believe it or not, it affects everything. It affects things in your personal life and it definitely goes over into your professional life. And then once you have that clarity on self, then we can look at, you know, okay, as a leader, and especially after doing that exercise, what are some of my leadership skills and qualities? What do I want my team members to think about me? Or what do I want to impart when someone sees me online, if they do a quick online search? And so it's ensuring that one, you're being authentic to yourself. And authentic doesn't mean we share everything and we have to tell you about our entire life story, right? Um, but it's about being true to your who you are at your core, right? And letting people really feel and be able to connect with you. Um, what you want to do is, 
just ensure that again, by touching base with individuals that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, you can really understand what's that value that you're showcasing and sharing. Because um, I think we're not, we don't realize that, as I had mentioned in the beginning, that people now make decisions to work with a company, not just based on what that salary package is. It's also about who am I going to be interacting with? Who am I going to be learning from? Am I actually going to be learning anything or is it just about making the money? And because now I just think that we just have all this access to everything and we have more choices and we have more options, people are really looking into all the details before making those decisions now. It's not just about, you know, the money at the end of the day. And so leaders need to think about what do I want to be known for? If I could be known for one thing in my organization or as an individual, what would that be? And how do I start actually sharing that information in my day-to-day -day activities, in my emails, the tone and the voice that I use, how I engage with my clients or my employees in meetings, you know, because you want to make sure that you're showcasing your personality, but you're also bringing all of that experience and education from your journey so that people around you actually really get to know you. They feel a kind of connection, but also they're learning from you at the same time, right? So I think it always goes back to what's the thing that you want to be known for and how do you want people to feel when they interact or engage with your brand, whether in person or in a Zoom meeting or if you pop up in an online search. That is so important. And, and you know, have what do you want people to know you for? It's just so valuable to think about. Earlier, you mentioned, you know, the Google, right? The, the, the Internet version of you. Uh, because everything gets recorded now and everything gets, uh, you know, pushed down and you could be speaking and somebody's recording. You never, ever know. And exactly. uh, you also mentioned uh, personal and professional. Uh, it, some people like to separate that. Right. But tell me a little bit about that separation, because <laughs> I haven't found a way that has been successful in a way that, that you start dividing yourself. When you start dividing oh. yourself, things go straight. Oh, absolutely. And so that is probably the number one question I get asked in different workshops or speaking engagements is, you know, how do I separate my personal and professional brand? And my answer is always, you are the brand. So whether in a professional capacity or personal capacity, it's still one person. And in some of my workshops, you know, I will I'll use the example of like Tony Stark, if you're an Avenger fan, right? He's Tony Stark and he's Iron Man. When he's Iron Man, he has different qualities or attributes of Tony Stark come out, but he's still Tony Stark at the end of the day and we don't separate the two. It's the same with you. When you go to work, you may showcase different sides of your personal personality that you may not showcase at home, but you're still the same person. And individuals that interact with you don't necessarily separate that. So another thing is that you can't show up online as one person and then I meet you in person and you're someone totally different, right? Then you lose the trust, you lose the connection, you lose the community. And we see that all the time, even with influencers and celebrities, you have this great following, one of your fans or followers finally gets to meet you in person then they have a really bad experience. And then it changes the whole relationship between the individual and, and the brand. 
And so we have to be very mindful that we are the gatekeepers for our reputation. So we actually are brand ambassadors for our brands 24-7. And that doesn't mean that you can't go out and live your best life when you're on vacation. But guess what? If you're the CEO of a company on vacation and I work at your company and I see you on vacation, I'm, I know you're on vacation, but you're still the CEO of the company to me. Right. And I'll give a small example. I remember I was traveling to a conference once with a colleague and she was having complaining about a really bad experience she was having with one of our local banks. We were in the, 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 the lounge and in walks the CEO, the president and CEO of that company, who I knew very well. So he's about to go on vacation with his family. But of course, there's a problem that needs to be solved. I can fill that gap. And, you know, he had to now come out of vacation mode, put on his CEO hat for a minute so that he could solve this company, this thing related to his company and the brand. So we don't really separate it. And then I'll give one last example. We see now, especially on the Internet, right? If an individual that works for a company or they're the CEO or founder of their own company and they post, tweet, share um, something that others may find offensive or inappropriate um, or whatever the case may be. They never just say, hey, Naomi Garrick posted this. They're going to say Naomi Garrick, the CEO of Garrick Communications, $10 billion company with over 1,000 employees said that, right? It's never just going to be Naomi who lives in Jamaica, right? They're going to put everything. And so now your entire company's reputation is at stake because of something that you did. So Warren Buffett says it takes 20 years to build a reputation and only five minutes to ruin it. And if we think about that, we do things differently. But right now we can easily ruin our reputation like this because of the digital world that we live in. So now more than ever, you really don't get that opportunity to separate the two. So it's just about being mindful of that and being responsible for your brand and how it's showing up in different spaces. I love that you mentioned the, the whole management of reputation because it truly is the bread and butter behind what this you know profile that you're pushing out from you, this brand that you represent, like you said, 24 seven, it belongs to you. You're the ambassador. Actually, you should be the first and, and, and most prominent cheerleader behind yourself in terms of how you're going to put the best foot forward. A lot of times I speak to leaders and they have that challenge. Oh, but you know, I'm, I, I, I can't be myself. I said, well, what, what is yourself? What is, <laughs> what, what is yourself? What, is what, what are you talking about? Because if what you're saying is that you can't be somebody other than a person that can be digestible for the masses, right? Because the masses is what allows you to propagate your business, your talents and anything you have. Um, so if you're saying you're having a challenge there, then we need to go to that five word <laughs> exercise. Right. Or, or maybe you're not in the right business or industry or role. So that's why, you know, even going back against that clarity step of really understanding 
who you are and what's important to you and your values. Um, I think if people did that more, you'd save a lot of time and heartbreak when choosing the companies that you work with or the people that you engage with on a day-to-day basis. No one wants to be pretending to be someone else their entire life. There's no fulfillment in that. Yeah, no fulfillment. And, you know, at the end of your life, you'll, you'll have nothing to, you know, to actually grip on and say, job well done, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we spoke earlier about this reputation on the professional side. Um, I've come across some people, and even myself, that if I were to be, let's say, applying for a job and I found out somebody was working there, I would not go. <laughs> it, the, the leadership was that yeah. bad that it scarred yeah. so far down deep inside that that reputation is still there. Now, you know, we never know how people change. Right. Or, right. How, you know, so, we, you know, it's kind of like a, the, you're letting the hurt kind of lead you. But that's the thing that leaders don't understand. You can actually change. But that hurt is still left behind. And right. so that we're, you're we're rep- human beings, right? Right. And so you have to be careful in that regard when you're talking about personal branding, that it's not you're not known for something that could eventually not allow you to have a great team member uh, because of what they've experienced in the past. And I think a lot of people don't think about that. Absolutely. And the thing is that, you know, what I want um, the leaders to realize, too, is that you could have started off as a specific kind of leader, but you can change and that's fine. Right. So I don't want people to think that, okay, I want to be known for this. So I can't be known for anything else because we're always evolving. Right. I was known for public relations, but now sometimes people forget that I still have a PR firm because I want to now be known as the PR chief for um, personal branding. So your brand can evolve as well, but you have to ensure that you are communicating this change in all the possible spaces. So in person, online, in your bio, how you engage with people, when you're talking to people, what's your headline statement or your personal brand pitch. So, you know, I want people to know that you can reinvent your personal brand, especially in this pandemic. I've met so many people who have completely, you know, pivoted is our favorite word in Jamaica right now as it relates to the pandemic, but who have pivoted into new roles that actually really and truly represent who they are at their core. Um, But again, you have to be aware of that and you have to communicate it. If you don't tell people, they won't know. So in the case of a situation where someone may not want to work at a company because they had a bad experience 15 years ago, not knowing that this person has participated in several different workshops, seminars, and they have changed their whole approach to leadership and the company is growing and it's a great opportunity if people don't know. So we have to ensure that as we're changing and as our brand continues to evolve, that we're also sharing that journey. And it goes back to that storytelling, right? We're actually sharing the journey with our various audiences. So they also know, and they can also tell other people if it comes up in a conversation, hey, I heard you talking about, you know, Enrique the other day, but I'm not sure if you're aware that he just got an award for, you know, leader of the year in his industry because he did these things over the last five years. 
And then it starts to change the perception that someone may have once had about, you know, you and your brand. So we have to let people know as we are evolving and improving ourselves and stepping into new spaces and experiences um, so that what we do want to be known for is available for people to actually know. That's uh, very powerful because, you know, that storytelling is, is twofold. It, it, it could tell where you want to go, but it could tell where you came from. And so yes. a lot of times that came from story is much more powerful than the way you want to go because it yes. tells about the uh, metamorphosis, the right? The journey, as you say, um, uh, of your, your evolution. You know, we're all human. We all have steps to go through in life. Some learn it faster than others. And as long as you're learning. So for those that have been hurt before, hey, dig in a little deeper, you might find that that person is no longer hurting nobody. And you could actually start to build that relationship with them. And so for leaders, there's always a way to connect again. And it's through the storytelling. Naomi, it's been uh, so good to hear about this. And, you know, for the leaders that, hey, they got clarity, you know, they went and asked those five words uh, and, and, and they know where they want to uh, go and what they want to be known for. They're making all the right moves, ensuring that they're uh, personal, personal. There's no division. They, they're singing the same song day in, day out, and, uh, but are, are just not out there. They're not, they're not confident enough yet to, you know, push this story out. What would you recommend for them? So but I always say to start where you are. You know, especially with this, what's happening in this digital space, it can be very scary. Everyone's popping up with these videos and everyone seems like they're an expert and they know what they're doing. They have 1000 people watching their shows. You know, I think it's the fear that holds us back a lot of times. And a lot of my clients are actually over 45. And, you know, that's that age group that they've probably been doing the same thing forever. And they've realized that maybe this is not what I want to do or how do I still position myself even though there is a 25-year-old doing what I'm doing too? And so it's about to kind of really first understand where you are and where you're trying to go. You know, again, what's that thing you want to be known for? And then figuring out, okay, so I want to be known for this thing and I solve this particular problem. Um, where, where's my audience? Like who, who am I solving this problem for and where are they showing up, especially now in this online space? Is it LinkedIn? Is it, are they on Facebook? Are they in my company newsletter? Like where are these people and how can I actually share some value, right? So it always comes back down to the value that you have to offer as an expert through your experience, through your journey. Um, and then just starting where you are, choosing some kind of platform and starting to show up. I find all the time, so I'll share this with you guys. Um, I am a PR person because I like to work behind the scenes. I don't like to do public speaking. I don't like to be in the camera. I am the one behind the camera telling you what to do and what to say. And jumping in this role as a personal branding coach, it's still very scary for me because every time I speak on stage, my armpits are sweating every single time. 
I am nervous. I don't know if I really am the person to be sharing this information. Imposter syndrome starts to creep in, all the limiting beliefs. And I literally have an out-of-body experience when I'm on stage. Don't ask me what I spoke about. It's over. Let's move on. But you see, I still do it because I know that I have some knowledge to share. And I know that whatever I'm going to share is going to at least have a positive impact on one person. And so that gives me the drive to continue doing it, even though it scares me. When I go on video on social media, I literally count to five first, take a deep breath, and then I start. Because it's nerve-wracking. Suppose no one shows up. I'm going live on IG Live and one person is watching the video. I still need to act like there are 10,000 people watching the video because this person chose to show up for me. So we have to get over the fear and understand that by showing up in these different spaces, we're showcasing value, we're showcasing expertise, we're helping other people. It allows us to become top of mind in our field as thought leaders, and if you are the owner of a company or you are at the top level as a leader of a company, it also attracts the right people to your company and your industry. So what I try to do is think of all of the great things that could come up by stepping out of my comfort zone and just starting slowly. It may be just posting something that happened in your day on your LinkedIn page or three top tips for people in the entertainment industry that I've learned through my journey, right? Make it personal so that you can connect with others. But what I always say is write down, you know, as a bit of brainstorming, what are like 10 questions that I get asked all the time in my role as a leader or as an expert? And think about how you could actually share that information in different kinds of ways on different platforms, whether it could be you could write a long form article on Medium, or you could write something and submit it to your local media house, or if you're not ready to jump online, right? Or if you're comfortable in front of the camera, do a live video where you're talking about some tips or some steps or an experience, or maybe you did a really great presentation for something that you could actually share online that could benefit others. So you have to look at what's already in your arsenal as well um, and think about the best way that you could start. And then it's about once you start just getting some kind of consistency, ensuring that whatever you share, it goes back to that thing or those things that you want to be known for as the expert or as the leader. And then just continue doing it one step at a time. But the best thing is to start. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be done. Wonderful advice there, uh, Naomi. Thank you so much. Okay, we shared so much today. I, I think this was going to end up being in a, your second or third book there. Uh, but uh, Naomi, if somebody wanted to contact you, and I know you work in, uh, in Jamaica, but there's, you know, your, your personal branding could be all international. As you say, you already spoke in those arenas. Sure. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Sure. So there are a couple different ways. You know, I love to say that you can Google me. Um, because I've done the work, right? Because now I know that's where people go. So if you Google Naomi Garrick, all the relevant information will come up. My website, which is IamNaomiGarrick.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the PR Chick. I share a lot of great tips on personal branding there. And also on LinkedIn, Naomi Garrick. So once you go to my IG page at the PR Chick, 
There's a link in my bio that, that will take you to all the different products, services, workbooks, online courses, workshops. Um, I do online brand audits. So there's a lot of different things for any step of your personal branding journey, wherever you are, if you're starting from the beginning or if you are a top level executive in your company. Well, Naomi, it's been such a pleasure to have you with me today, sharing this important topic for leaders. Leaders, I hope you got a lot of great tips because they're all in there. Uh, and if you have any uh, questions on how to start down this journey for, you know, personal branding, give Naomi a call, write yes. her on the website, get her on LinkedIn. She's everywhere. As a matter of fact, just Google it. You'll find <laughs> it because I know it's there. Uh, Naomi, thank you once again uh, for being with me today and all the things that you shared with me. Uh, folks, uh, if you want to get a hold of Naomi, go ahead. You're, you're, you're in good hands. And for us, you know how we like to end the show. Success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you. <laughs>